We're talking hockey. Ralsey wears rubber. Talking hockey. Rubber made it in. Talking <laughs> hockey. Golden Knights champion. Hello and welcome to That's Hockey Talk. I am your host, Nick Moroto. It's a beautiful night for talking hockey on the internet. And that, I did not expect that. That crowning achievement, that serenading sweet song from. Our pal of the pal, our lad of the lads, Apple Upper Gumpino Gumps. How's it feel? Vegas Golden Knights. You were against them all year. You hated their guts. They did it. Yeah. Uh, got nothing. <laughs> <Can't say laughs> <much> <laughs> and joining us, as always, our resident Game 7 goal-scoring hero, fresh off the bird from Sin City himself, ladies and gentlemen, Mike Rupp. Rupper, how you doing, brother? I'm good, boys. I am good. Glad to be on here with you guys. He said uh, in the dark. I'm in, I am a little bit in the dark, aren't I? This, yeah, I was having some tactical difficulties getting on. Uh, <laughs> I you. It's always tactical difficulties, man. Uh, hey, Gumps, let me ask you this real quick off the top. Does it feel like, are you one of those guys where the team that wins, it, the team that beats your team, you want them to win because then it makes you feel better? Or like, how does that work? Um, I'm not real like whatever it is, what it is, but the best team won. Like, you know what I mean? I don't that think anybody. You, it doesn't give you any solace to know that you know the team that beat your squad is the best, the best team, or no? I mean, there's been some long nights thinking about game two in Vegas when we were up. You know, the end of the game there. You know, we could have. But at the end of the day, I mean, they ran the fucking. From, like, day one, man, the Jets gave him a bit of a go. Remember that overtime game against Winnipeg? Like, yeah. from start to finish, no one can debate that Vegas was the best team in the playoffs. There's no, like, you can't, there, there's no debate there, man. The, be, the best team won. I agree. And, uh, Rupert, to answer your question, I kind of feel like, and this may be a cop-out, but, like, if that team then goes on to beat my team and wins it all, great. Cool. I have a nice little easy out in a conversation. Yeah, they were obviously the best team. They wanted to win. Yeah. <laughs> but otherwise, fuck no. I want them to lose the next series. I want them to lose the next game immediately. Yeah, I, mean, I want them gone. I obviously wanted the Cats to win the cup. I think most people did. I think that was that that was like Matthew Kachuk is a very polarizing player mm-hmm. where I think a lot of people don't like him. Okay. But with that being said, I think there's a lot of people who were jumping on this. It was an incredible story. Like it was yeah. an incredible ride. It was a likable team. Even if it even if some people don't like Matthew Kachuk because he's submarine, your best player on your squad, whatever it is. But they, they were a likable team. Everything about them. But man, I, I agree with the gumps. Like I, I'll say this, and I hate saying it because it's it sounds like it's a kicking the teeth to the, the the Panthers. That was probably the most lopsided finals I've seen in quite some time. And last last night was the easiest bet of all time. Yeah. There was, but even but there I was, mean it should have been it should have been a sweep. And don't let the r- scores nothing wrong with the gentlemen's. Don't don't yeah, let the we'll don't let gentleman. the scores fool you like that the, the the course of play, the pace of play it was so one-sided, man. This Vegas Dude, look at the get, look at the nuts. way Vegas closed out fucking Dallas. They won six yeah. nothing and then nine three, dude. Like it was just an absurd run by this team. But the crazy thing to think about, like the two best players, probably Eichel and Kachuk on both teams. 
both yeah. force their ways out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for yeah. a better situation. Yeah, there's there's a lot of storylines and different ways to look at this with individual players and with both these teams, and that is definitely one of them. Uh, Eichel, of course, gets the trade, whether he asked for it or whether Buffalo wanted to get rid of him. I I don't remember exactly how it played out, but he gets out of there. He goes to Vegas. He's the missing piece. Um, Matthew Kachuk doesn't want to resign in Calgary. He goes to Florida, and with the Eichel. It's even more fascinating when you add in the wrinkle of obviously he was the second overall pick behind Connor McDavid. McDavid has been in Edmonton this whole time. They haven't been able to put a team around him. Kind of similar to Eichel and Buffalo a little bit. So what does Eichel do? He gets out of there. He improves his situation. Buffalo gets pieces to then build a more solid and structured team, which they have, and they're kind of on their way up. Uh, kind of a win-win for both sides there. Yeah, obviously, sure. Vegas wins the trade. They win the cup they get Eichel, uh, but does any of this creep into Connor McDavid's mind, you think? Does any of it at all, or is he just solely focused on winning? He's committed. He's going to do it. We've talked about it before. Can Edmonton surround him? He's got the second best player in the world right now, only on Dreisaitl with him already, so it's like how much... I don't know. I'm I'm kind of confused with the whole thing. If, I, if I'm McJesus, I think he's got some things to think about. I, I would think he definitely is thinking about it. I don't think he's going to probably admit. I think that it just he's thinking about it every year, no matter who wins, because this guy knows that he's going to be measured on his cups or cup or nothing or whatever the whatever it ends up being. And um, you know, the clock's always ticking as a player, right? You always got the clock ticking. You don't know what how it's long it's going to last. You don't know. I mean, you can have a look with the Bruins. Like look at look at the season that slipped through their fingertips, right? Like yeah. you, that's a missed chance. I don't know. We have no idea. I'm listen. I've learned not to go against that that group. Uh, they will be. <laughs> I think that they will be a pretty strong team again next season. You, you can't guarantee that. We don't know. We don't know what's going to happen with them. So, um, but the fact that Jack and and uh, Connor are always going to be united and kind of brought up in that same sentence because of the the one two in the draft yeah i think that's got to go through his mind hey did you guys was that in our thread or or i saw it somewhere about the edmonton picks that was kind of interesting i thought i I saw it said uh edmonton the four years that they had the first overall pick in each of those four years i don't remember even the years off the top of my head right now now with jack eichel getting the cup the second overall pick in each of those drafts have all now won a cup Ooh, in the in, in the geez. so you know and those are all different teams right yeah. so Edmonton had the four in four separate years <laughs> first overall uh-huh. nothing right the second pick in all four of those drafts have all won cups now so yeah I think he is thinking about it I do yeah yeah I did I guess ran get, the gauntlet too man yeah I didn't want to get too like far off topic fucking there, everybody I want to keep giving Vegas their flowers here obviously this is their night um, we talked to Stoner today on Pacho. Oh, was he on? Traveling. I didn't catch it. Yeah, was he? probably didn't get to see it. Uh, he had the cup on. He was, you could tell he was still recovering. <laughs> uh, the boys were pretty banged up. It seemed like they were at a pool party, I think his house. And uh, he, he took a couple uh, minutes to go just inside, which is him in the cup, and talk to us a little bit. Uh, and you could tell he was just on cloud nine, man. Uh, what a performance by him with a hat trick in a clinching game that got off the rails. Uh, have you, I can't remember a championship game going like that. Like a, I don't want to call it nine, a championship, clinching dude. game going like Fucking that. Like nine, nine goals. Like at what point did they should have got Bob out of there? I feel like, or maybe they just wanted to, 
let him ride it out. I don't know. I, I feel like the moment it was announced. Come out. I don't think he would have come out. You know, I mean, it's yeah, like. I think it was the moment that Kachuk was announced that he was not playing, which yeah. you kind of had the scoop on. You let us know early uh, during the game, way before it broke on the internet, what his injury was. It was the fractured sternum. Uh, can you talk about that, how you found that out? Yeah, so I, I was just, um, you know, I spoke with, uh, I was on the plane with his pops. And, uh, you know, he kind of, we're just talking and, you know, I'm, I'm not, I, 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 I don't want to ever break news. I'm not a news breaker. And so we are just talking and it's uh, not for everybody. Yeah. No, no, I don't, I don't want to get in that game, you know? And, uh, <laughs> so he mentioned to me that, uh, you know, there was no guarantee he wasn't going to play. It was just, he's got a, he's got a fractured sternum and that it was, it was bad. And that, you know, basically, uh, he could get out of bed. You know, he had to they had to help him out of bed in the morning. So, um, the, the fact that this happened though, in game three, that was the Colzar hit, right? Game three, game four, he plays um, and ties that game up to go to overtime. And uh, you know, in the, uh, whatever that was left, however much time. Let me ask you this: How does he play in that game? Uh, wh- what did you guys do in the league? Was it? Uh, like some type of cortisone shot or something like that to toward all. I know you talked about toward all before on Pat's show. And I, I'm not saying you have to give specifically because I'm not sure. I'm sure you don't know exactly yeah, what he know. did, but like, is I he mean, just getting a shot there to try and numb some pain and, and go out there? It's, I, I don't, I don't know because like I've played with broken bones, but not that. Like I, I would assume That's that a sternum. I would assume that a sternum and ribs and, and anything in kind of in that area is going to affect your breathing, right? Like you can't expand your chest. Yeah. You can't, you know, that that's something where you've broken bones in your foot, your hand, even as dumb as it sounds, even your leg, you can play and, and you can, you can get a shot or you can get these types of things I think would help. But it also, it's a slippery slope because it, you might be able to get through the game, but then you're just, probably making it you're, you're it's more damage you're doing to the injury yeah. right so i have no idea what he did to get through that um but it's their whole team you see all this stuff trickling out we see this every year where it's incredible just what the guys are going through they ran out of gas dude mm-hmm. they had nothing left and it was just bad because and, and we're not really hearing about the vegas side because it's all celebratory stuff right now but i guarantee you they have a rap sheet oh, of yeah. stuff too you know so it's oh, yeah. it's that's the playoffs. Um, on that Kachuk note, do you think – I thought about this today and then I immediately threw it out of my head because it seems silly, but then I, I'm bringing it back up now. Do you think if Vegas somehow wins – or I'm sorry, if Florida somehow wins uh, game four, does he try and play again? If if Florida won game five? Game five. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Um, to make it well, I mean, you, you heard Paul Maurice say that the thought was if they could buy game him seven, a right? game seven, he'd be he'd possibly be back for. Um, it's a tough spot, dude. I remember, like, I'm thinking before the game, uh, even knowing that he is that bad, and we saw it in, in game four, I mean, he couldn't. He couldn't do nothing, man. Like he couldn't. It wasn't game. Four. I got that wrong before. It was game three. He took the hit, left the game, came back, yeah. tied up game three. Yeah, played game four with this clearly in warmups. He could barely shoot the puck. He was fumbling the puck because he had he had nothing. And um, so it's 
I was thinking that possibly because this story has been so nuts and he's been such the centerpiece Dude, of it. Can you they imagine were, they trolled him out there? I thought they were just going to dress him. I thought they were just going to dress him and put him on the bench, you know. But I mean, talk about a bad like. And I, I'm not even saying this to. It's not these guys' fault. The, the game was just not there for for the Panthers last night. You had that uh, was his Demisenko or whatever that came yeah. in to play his first uh, playoff game. I think he played five, six minutes. Zach Delpy, he played five minutes minus five in the game, or six minutes minus five. It's just one of those nights, dude. I, I didn't even notice anything that he did wrong. It's I'm not Stoner, Stoner stopped on a dime on a fucking breakaway, dude. Yeah. That was the most absurd thing I've ever seen yes, in my life. Yes. To have the head to just stop and shell. Like, so patient. On, dude. He is the smartest hockey player i've ever seen i think i mean i i really do think he's the most intelligent because then that's the stuff too we talk about he doesn't he doesn't do anything that you're like that's his calling card but his brain like coming in there who stops on a breakaway like that and then just dude. takes an extra little boop, 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 upstairs on and shells you know? dude. Yeah. short hand his passion yeah. his passion for the game stoner has things that you just can't teach do you like do you, that's you that's all who he the, is Mike Johnson brought this up to me, and now I can't unsee it. Do you, I, I, it? I never really noticed how he carries his stick around. Do you ever notice this? He just he just goes. He I'm gonna get my stick. Do it. Uh, <laughs> he, he, he sits there. He sits there, and he just carries his stick like it's a goddamn torch. It's unbelievable. Like, <laughs> so he sits there. Um, This is uh oh by the way this is the game seven game winning stick no oh game. shit uh, so anyways so anyways he he goes I, I think can you guys hear me okay yeah yeah, yeah you're good so I don't know if he does a blade up I actually no I think it's knob up watch him like even in the course of play or going to faceoffs he skates around like this so you guys can see like he holds his stick like this and just he just he just skates around start paying attention to when you watch him. When it, I think you notice it more when you're in the the arena. It's yeah. like Johnny pointed out. I'm like, holy shit, what's this guy do? Like he's got that huge knob on the end of the stick. I, his like, knob is the ugliest knob I've ever seen. He, he just he like marches around. Like so after goals are scored, you know, when you're going through the line and he he does the he does the old school high five to everybody. He's high fives all over, but he carries a stick and like he's like in the marching band. Like, I've never seen anything like that before. Fuck, I wish I would knew. I would ask him about it today. I'm sure we'll talk to him again, and we I gotta ask him about that because that stuff intrigues me. Like the way yeah, they take sticks, the way they play with their curve, the way they do their equipment, and holding it around. like that marches <laughs> around with it. Maybe does the fuck with people. Maybe he does just throw people off a little bit. It works, dude. It hey, works. so you you were out there. Uh, you got to experience it live. How was it? We heard about how loud it was on TV, on the broadcast. Uh, the environment had to be such a fucking incredible treat for the Vegas fans to experience a cup-clinching game where they didn't have to sweat at all. They're just cheering and, and jamming their asses off the entire time because it ends up being 9-3. to three. Like we mentioned, I, I can't even say Bob played bad because I think he just ran out of gas and it just seemed like everything was going in or finding a way to go in. Like the Martinez shot that he had was one of the purest snipes I've ever seen. Uh, the pass from William Carlson to set up Riley Smith. Like some of the plays that Vegas was making were eye-popping, unbelievable goals. 
And I think, uh, as you mentioned, Florida kind of just ran out of steam, and I think Bob had some tired legs. But what was that like being there for that? So I the the first 10 minutes of the game, or even until Stoner's goal, I think he got that around like the eight-minute mark of the first, um, eight minutes left in the first, not not the other way. You know, the, the when we talk about um, hockey time, sometimes yeah. you do whatever, blah, blah, blah. Eight minutes left in the period when he scored or whatever it was. They played really strong up to that point, Florida. And yeah. the, the big thing that kind of stood out to me is Aiden Hill made some doozies. And that wasn't even that wasn't even the big glove save that was later on in the game. Um, he made some big saves. Remember the Barkov tried to do the 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 Forsberg and kind of reach around yep. and tap it in, and he got a big toe on that one. He made the big saves, and, and you know that's hockey. You make the save at one end, and it's like the first time they march down the other end, they fucking score, right? And that's and they were just cruising. And you mentioned Alec Martinez. This guy is a gamer, man. We have poor Brian Boyle on with us, who remember he, the, when the Rangers were playing against um, the, the Kings. Uh, Martinez had what is that double OT? Double OT game winner nine years ago, not last night. It was the same day because they brought it up and they showed it on the screen on TNT, and they had to do the same thing with Hank. And you're so mentioning come- Boyle with you. Hank was on the other end of that with the Rangers. He comes in, he snaps one. Clean looking play, like you mentioned. I, I, he had another big time goal in, in one of the other playoff runs too. Um, but he he almost got another another game winner last night. I mean, he got the third goal, and what was the final nine three? So he just misses yeah. getting that game winner again. I mean, this guy just steps up in those moments. They got so many; like they were absolutely on a mission. And once it started going the wrong way, it went quick. And, and interesting thing too that we found out. Their numbers in the playoffs in the second period, I don't remember this, Gumps, like from the Dallas series or any of the other series. Their second period numbers are mind-blowing. How much more dominant their numbers are in the second period. I don't even remember. that. Let's just make up. It was something like their goals for like 22 to like 6 in the I think second it was like period. 23 to 9 or 23 to 11 or something like it's that. It's crazy, yeah. right? But and, and it makes me think, I'm like, why is that? Because I think a lot of times when you see like, first period team or third period team like you could read into some things third period teams like i mean you could argue well they never quit uh they got they play with heart well they're also fucking they're also fucking losing a lot going to the third period so that's you know what i mean like when you when you see certain things like that where teams come back but this is one where i find it interesting because the second period remember you have the long change so just for some of the fans that don't know you, you know you got your benches and in your to first and third period, your goaltender's at your end, right? So you, you have easy changes to defensive zone because your defensive zone is closest to your bench. Second period, long change, your goalie's at the other end. It's so hard to get changes, and you get guys caught out there for long shifts. So the fact that they are such a dominant team in the second period, to me, is like they play the game the right way. They're defensively sound. You turn the puck over, you know, they're going to make you pay. Um, they don't They don't get caught with a bad change ever, and they're just – they were they were on a mission in that game last night. Is Aiden Hill under contract for next year? Free, free agent, man. UFA. Oh, guy made him. Oh, so. yeah, and here's so the, here's the are we part. are we gonna see are we gonna see see goalies contracts start to be less now? See, so I this is this is an interesting one to me because how do you evaluate Aiden? Hill I've right always now? been a f- 
big firm, you got to have a number one stud. And the last two years, I don't think years, you have to anymore. Yeah, the last two years, no. I've been proven if, wrong, Rupper. Oh, you guys coming around, if you, huh? If you have the big dogs, you want the big dogs, right? Yeah. But if you don't have the top tier or maybe like 1B, then it doesn't matter. I don't think. I think you, you, it depends what your team makeup is. If mm-hmm. you if you have other areas of need, you don't need that. Look what they just did, dude. That was he was. They went through five goalies this year, five. You know, and uh, they, they were they all of them were good because they did the right things in front of them. But Aiden Hill is yeah. an interesting one because I think he's six four, so he's got the size. Um, I don't know what this is going to look like for him. I, I don't think he's back in Vegas. Put it that I, play I, his I, way into Pittsburgh. I he he but I'm also and I love his story and we got to interview him after the game. I'm a little hesitant. I wonder did Jack Campbell's contract screw up some goalies like that now? Because Jack, Jack Campbell got five times five. I'm sorry, I haven't seen enough for Maiden Hill to give him five times five. No, but I bet you a team. I bet you a team will give him four. And in, Vegas, in, I don't in, in Rupert, you saying that. that is uh, especially eyebrow raising because. It's not like five is what it used to be in goal. Five used to be like the premier, like that Marty, was like what so Mark Andre Berdour, Fleury made for a lot of years. Marty Berdour, it, this when you go back, Marty, the Players Association and players used to be pissed because Marty Berdour and uh, like Lou in Jersey, uh, the GM would figure out Marty was I'm pretty sure five every year, and Marty was the bar. If Marty, so it was basically the salaries were growing, but goaltender salaries weren't because when you were another goalie and you went to your team and you're like, I want, you know, my, my player wants, uh, you know, whatever times six and, or, you know, six times six, you want more than Marty. Marty's the best goalie in the league. And so the players association is like, Oh, what's going on here? Like he, he, he's worth more. His market value is worth more. And uh, it wasn't until I think Roberto Luongo was the first one that surpassed yeah. Marty and started getting paid more than the, the five. But you're right, uh, Nick. It's like that was the premier goalie, go, goalies were at five. Mm-hmm. Now you've got – what's Bob? Bob's 10, 10 and a half? Yeah. Uh, whatever it is. So, it, it, you know, it, Carey Price is making a ton still under contract. Uh, Vassie's at nine and a half. Yeah, so I got a couple here. Uh, Carey Price at ten and a half. Bob's at ten. Vassy's at nine five. Uh, Gibson's at six four. Matt Murray is at six two. Connor Hellebuck's at six one. Jacob Markstrom's at six. Bennington's at six. Grubauer's five nine. Igor oh, is five six. So like your boy. There's Drummer. there's the top ten in terms of cap hit right there. So. <laughs> It's not like five is extravagant. It's not like five is out of this world. Uh, But if you can get a starting goaltender who can play you thirty between thirty and forty games for under five, I think you're in a great spot. So is Logan Thompson's number one for Vegas starting next year? I think him and Laurent Bersois will be the two. So here's that interesting thing, just to even go back to that roster. This team that just looked unbelievable, I'm pretty sure their only UFAs are Aiden Hill, which is a big one. He was a huge story in this playoffs. But they also were very successful with, let's not forget, Logan Thompson was the fucking all-star on this team this year, Mm -hmm. right? And then Laurent Bersois, who they're very high on, um, was was great when he was healthy and he played. Uh, So Aiden Hill and Barbashev. 
Those are the two. And Barbashev was was the we talked about it on here back in like when when St. Louis started kind of getting to the point where are they going to make the playoffs? And they had Tarasenko and Barbashev. And I remember thinking to myself, that Barbashev would fit in on every single playoff team. Every playoff team would want this guy. And um, yeah, so it was uh, he w- he was the best pickup at the deadline, and he went up on that top line with. Eichel and uh, and Marcia so and he was incredible and hits like a fucking truck. Uh, it's uh, yeah. So those are the only two UFAs. I think. I think that's about it. I mean, I think there's some others that are maybe that weren't playing necessarily. But here's the other kicker to it all. And some of the some of our viewers would would know if with the Pittsburgh ties, there they had a fifth line that we never even saw in the playoffs. That fifth line, <laughs> yeah was centered by Teddy Bluger, who, in my opinion, it will be one of the biggest steals at the at, at free agency. You know, he has, I think he's UFA. He he didn't play yes, in the playoffs. Center ice, we know him in Pittsburgh, like everything that he can do. If he's in the right situation and used the right way, I think he'll be a, a really good affordable steal. Um, so there's him, uh, Paul Cotter. I think his mm-hmm. name's Paul, but it's Cotter. That big, he had 10 goals this year is like a depth player for their squad. And then Phil Kessel. That that was a line that was your fifth line. You put that line out there with any other playoff team, that might be any other team's third line. You know what I mean? That's line five yeah. for the Vegas Golden Knights, man. So uh um, also, I mean, if we're getting into like contracts and guys who aren't playing, like obviously a little more serious issue, but like Robin Leonard is still on the books on this team. So that's another all-star caliber goaltender. He's starting What a cup win for him. Finally he's got making, his cup. He's making five mil a year. So, like, it, it, they, this goes to the sh- show the commitment to Bill, Bill Foley, the owner, uh, paying salary of guys who aren't playing. And it's not – some of them aren't peanuts. Like, obviously, Leonard's taking care of some mental health issues and some things like that. Kessel, it's not like he's making the money he used to make. Uh, but still, like, burying guys in the, uh, and not playing them, you still have to pay them throughout the season. You know, the stone thing happened where he has the back surgery, goes on long-term IR, and then in the playoffs, people get mad because he comes back and they can – there's no cap in the playoffs. So he can come yeah. back and all of a sudden they load up him. But you're a great point, Rupper. Like, they had depth because they were willing to eat some cash during the season to stow some guys. Yeah, and they had guys that are, you know, we didn't even mention Jonathan Quick, who backed yeah. up. And remember when we uh, when we talked to Gary Lawless, your boy Gumps, he he was on here and he was like, mm-hmm. you know, he he told he told us before that they were set in net, and it wasn't a knock to Jonathan Quick, but there'd be have to be a lot of things go wrong for Jonathan Quick to probably be the the guy in the playoffs, right? Because they 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 knew what they had in Bursois, they knew what they had in Hill. And um, obviously, Logan Thompson, I didn't think they thought that he was going to be unhealthy for this long. Quick was backing up. So, like, the fact that they went out and did that and made that trade, like, things could have unraveled real quick if they had one more goalie injury, if they didn't get Jonathan Quick. Like, Jonathan Quick would come in there. He's won two cups. He potentially could be a Hall of Famer. Like, they they covered all their bases. Like, everything was covered with that group. So, um, you know, I just – how about the the might have been quote of the night when uh, Phil Kessel was asked how he's going to celebrate? <laughs> you guys saw this one? Oh, yeah, it was Jackie. God, was Jackie was able to ask. Yeah, him how Jackie was, gonna was in there. Phil, how are you going to celebrate? Well, we'll go out and have a good time. I'm going to try not to puke. 
I love it. <laughs> Phil Kessel just <laughs> he just gives his little high pitched laugh. He's like, ha, ha, ha. This guy I love weird. fucking Gino. <laughs> Gino putting him on his IG story too was all time. Yeah, man. I love shit like that. Yeah. So it's cool. I every single guy. I'll tell you this for media day for Phil Kessel, who I don't think he didn't play a game in the playoffs on media day before the finals started. Every player we spoke to brought up Phil Kessel's name. Really? And how good that room is. And brought up Phil Kessel. And you saw him with a smile on his face. Because the first reaction, a lot of people might be like, what's Phil Kessel think? What's Jonathan Quick? How are they feeling in this moment? Like they were, Phil Kessel was the man in the playoffs for two years in Pittsburgh. Right? Won two cups. Mm-hmm. He's had an unbelievable career. And he's not even, he can't crack their lineup. Like you, you might think that he's pouting. Mm-mm. This guy's in the room. The guys are like, oh, Phil's incredible. Phil has his one-liners nonstop, and he's smiling. He's joking around. So I thought that was really cool to hear. So I went back and looked. He uh, he got four games. I think it was the first series. Okay, he did. So it. He got four games, had two assists. He was a plus two. Yeah. Cool. So Phil, you know, he was contributing a little bit there. And he, um, and he But, yeah, then he, he was benching that first series, and that was the end of – without counting playoffs, that was the end of his – Iron Man streak. Iron Man streak. Yeah. So he, but he also, um, but hold on. Does that end the Iron Man streak? I think that's just regular season streak. That's, right? what, I was, that's what I was going to say. That's a good question because yeah, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that, but he did say also after he said that he's going to try not to puke last night, he said that he's going to continue playing the game. So I thought that oh, really? was really, really that's surprising. Catch. I didn't see that part. He's, it basically, as long as someone's going to give me a deal, I'm playing. I'm I'm not even close. I love hard, probably game. hard for him really? not to want to run it back there, even like a vet min deal. Why not? Yeah. So I thought it was interesting. That is good for Phil, man. There's the strip better watch out this these next couple of days. These tables better be ready because <laughs> Phil's gonna come in there like a tornado, ready to go. <laughs> Before eating a stack of gummy bears with a spoon out of uh out of a cup. I can't wait. Um uh, Any anything uh, else surprise man. you guys from last night or this final series specifically? Um, when I think about it, I think of Florida just for all the success they had leading up to it, they just looked totally outmatched in this final yeah. series, and it was kind of it was kind of alarming to see. I think people thought we'd get more of a close series, and then Vegas just decided, okay, we're gonna pour everything we got into this and we're going to go hard every night. And they did because Florida looked outclassed, not matched. And they, I mean, look, look what they went through to get there. Yeah. Yeah. How do you think the Canes, how do you think the Canes were feeling watching that? I mean, and that's the other part too. It's like some, I heard it kind of thrown around a little bit over the last couple weeks where, Oh, maybe it would have been a better series if Boston was here. No, 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 no. You don't yeah, you say can. that. You can't. Like, do this that. Panthers team earned this, dude. Oh, like, yeah, for sure. It. They broke their bones, their faces, their sternums, <laughs> anything they could to move on. And they and what they did uh, in hockey, at least, I don't know in other sports, but their path was the hardest path I've seen in my lifetime as far yeah. as league rankings, right? Like, you, the best team by far. And the Boston Bruins took them out in seven. Could have gone the other way real easily, I guess. Um, you know, it, but it is what it is. And then they took care of business against Toronto, took care of business against um, Carolina. And those two teams, I mean, uh, whatever the numbers were, I think it was uh, one uh, the, in the playoffs here, including the finals, they played against one, two, 
four and five, I think, as far as league standings. Show me another sport where a team has to go through basically the four of the top five teams in the league. It usually doesn't happen that way. Yeah, incredible effort from them. Incredible work by Paul Maurice, who came in uh, to replace uh, that situation where we had Joel Quinville had to step down and then Andrew Burnett took over, and then he doesn't get renewed there, and they bring in Paul Maurice, who stepped down from his spot in Winnipeg to go there. And uh wasn't the great start to the season. You know, they had some really tough times down there. Didn't look like they were going to be a playoff team. Obviously, things happen in Pittsburgh, uh, paved the way for them. They get in there, and they make the most of their opportunity. And now, look, hopefully maybe they ignited uh, passion for some fans down there. I hope so, yeah. And if that didn't do it, I don't know what will. Because How do you think that it'll um, – but I mean, I, my uh, down—it's not Miami where the Panthers play. Obviously, it's South Florida. But I just—I saw a playoff game for the Heat back when LeBron was there. The big three were there, and they couldn't. The games weren't even close to selling out. And remember, back when that was happening too, they weren't selling out the the NBA Finals. Like it was like a last minute, like filling it. Like walk, there's walk up tickets available. I just don't understand that market down there. Tough. I know there's other tough. things to do. It's hard. I hope this can can gain some momentum because I love this team. They're a likable team and a likable story, and I, I hope that this does stuff to their market and shakes it up. Um, hey, one one more interesting thing I want to – I can listen to Paul Maurice talk all fucking day. We had him yeah. on set uh, media day, and I was talking to him off camera. He was awesome, like just real, real dude, like just tells you flat out. And he, he just – no filter just tells you, and then he'll just like say, Don't use that on camera. He said this one on air, so I'll share it. I thought this was interesting. Back in that Bruins series, round one, they're down three games to one. And the big question was, and we talked about it on here, who do you go with, Alex Lyon or Sergey Bobrovsky? And right then at that point, Alex Lyon was playing better hockey. Bob was hurt. He hasn't mm-hmm. played in a number of weeks. But even when he was playing prior to that, Alex Lyon was the was the guy. He kind of got them in the playoffs uh, you know, with the team. Yep. But he was the goaltender. Uh, and he said it really was no question. And we're like, really? Why, why do you say that? And he goes, we've oh, – paraphrasing here. We basically have compensated Bob very well here. And you said before, Nick, what's he at? 10? Yeah. 10 million? We've compensated him very well here. I know the person he is. And basically, he has a responsibility with that contract. And that's his cross to bear. And I know that he wants that on his plate. I thought that was really fucking cool, man. You know what I mean? For a coach yeah. to be like, you know what, bud? You get this. Th- th- you earn this contract. This is you. We don't regret one second. But right now, where we're at, we need you to earn every bit of that contract. And he did. I love that shit. You know, it wasn't like, oh, we because, you know, they could have very easily been like in the years past while he's under this deal. Oh, well, you know, he's not playing like a $10 million goalie, bad contract. No. All right, buddy. We're, we're The stage is set. Table set. Food's on the table. Let's go. That probably yeah, fires up the rest of the boys, too. Right? I love I would that imagine when, they, when the guys see that in the locker room, like, okay, this guy. You know, he's making a lot of money, and here he goes. He, he fucking knew it's time. He stepped up, took his game to another level, and I'm sure that inspired a lot of the other guys too. I thought that was awesome, yeah. So, 
So now we look forward. Uh, we turn the page. Congrats to the Knights. Congrats to their fans. Shout out Johnny Marcheseau taking home the Con Smythe. Uh, massive achievement for him. I thought Eichel might sneak it in there at the finish line with three assists in the final. I thought game so there. too. He was kind of my pick, but uh, Marcheseau. When you looked at the, did you guys see the um, the voting? I like how they make that yeah. transparent show. Like yeah. pretty much kind of ran away. They're the only other what the only other first place vote was. Eichel, right? I yeah. think it was the only other one. But at, asking him after uh, post game last night, <clears throat> he, he so he's got four kids that are all the same size. I don't know what their ages are, but they're all little <laughs> kids, and they all have their Marshall jerseys on. They're so cute, running around on the ice and whatever. And I'm like, like, dude, do the kids know that their dad's the MVP of the Stanley Cup? Like, do they? You know, <laughs> are they? Do they all? Are they? Because they were old enough. Like, they right. they look like they're four or five, whatever. And uh, he turns his head and he looks. He goes, I don't think they have any clue. He goes, they're over there playing soccer. They're playing soccer on the ice in the corner. Just can you imagine being a kid, like, on the ice? You don't even know what the hell's going on right now. Like, no, good, it was good. unreal, like, some of the some of the scenes uh, with the families and stuff. I thought it was cool. Man, that has, to be, that has to be the best experience, being on the ice afterwards with your family, just soaking it all in, and just pandemonium going on out there. Um I want to I want to take a second. Uh, I, I've been doing this to the end of the show. Let's get it in here more towards the middle. Shout out to our sponsor of this episode, uh, American Dream Nut Butter. You can get uh, yeah. if you click the link in the description of the YouTube live right down there. Click that link, you get ten percent off. Uh, and why? Why should you use it? Because it's high protein, low carb, low sugar, handcrafted peanut butter, almond butter, cashew butter. This stuff tastes great. If you got a sweet tooth, it's going to help you out. It's going to curb all those empty calories and that stuff. And it's going to keep you slim and trim and you're going to be looking good. And it tastes starberry gumps. Fucking incredible. Starberry. What's that? Starberry. Yeah, gumps love loves starberry. the starberry. Um, starberry. I want to talk, I want to kind of turn the page a little bit and just take a sneak peek ahead at next season. Cause this probably will be our last show for the, through the off season. Maybe we'll do something around free agency time. If we can get our schedules to link up and everything. Um, I know Rupper is probably going to take a well-deserved vacation here soon. He's been running around like a maniac all over TV and radio. Uh, But uh, some news, uh, obviously, in recent weeks or recent days here. uh, Peter LaViolette. And you were not uh, inspired by this choice to be the new coach of the New York Rangers. I don't know if I'd be. It's just. I don't think it's an improvement over Gallant. I, I just, I just don't. I'm is mixed. Quenville is Quenville out of the picture? Is that no, not possible? He, Quenville, Quenville, and um, Stan Bowman have, I guess, meetings with Commissioner Batman. Mm-hmm. He, he told us after the playoffs ended, so obviously just ended. So they're going to see if they're, they're they're going to kind of pitch their case of why they should be reinstated, and then that's a decision the league's going to have to make. I thought that they were dragging this out, the Rangers, to to maybe see if that was an option. Um, no, no, I the the thing I don't love about it is I I'm kind of split because I think that this Rangers team, this Rangers team, is at a point a, a, a crossroads where they need a veteran guy. Like you're not going to experiment right now with a guy who hasn't been an NHL coach. Like they are in win-now mode, and they have to take that next step. Labby has taken three teams to the Stanley Cup Finals, and in year one, I think each of those stops, he's done that. He's like Pete DeBoer. Him and Peter have like the same thing. Like They go there, there's an immediate 
no, jump. And so it's not that I don't like it. It's just, it was so predictable, I thought. Mm. You know what I mean? And I thought that there was, you know, I, I, I thought some other ones where I, I just don't know is, who, I don't even know who that guy is. Who's going to come in there and squeeze this group a little bit more? And get I know, them I know the Rangers fans online were clamoring for Mike Sullivan as if that was even going to be an option. They, because that was, what, they thought he, it was going to be an option. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that would have, yeah, I don't, but yeah, they, I, I don't know. And th- and that's just that's just one fan base not knowing the dynamic of the way another team works. Like Sullivan, if anything, once Hextall and Burke were removed, Sullivan gained even more power. Sully more. is the Sully might be right now the most powerful coach in the NHL. I think, as far as what he power. say. Uh, it was I mean, good to know, find out that Brian Burke argue. was doing absolutely nothing as well. <laughs> you could argue maybe John Cooper. John Cooper, I'm sure, has a ton of power. But, like, Mike Sullivan is in that. Yeah, so I think that people just thought that, you know, Sully. But Sully was in a spot, like. I can, Yeah, it was a lot of question marks, a lot of turmoil about what was going on. I just think, I just thought if they were, if anyone was going to leave those doors, there were two people that were not getting out, and it was Sidney Crosby and Mike Sullivan, unless either yeah, one of them asked I, out. But I think from the Rangers standpoint, I just don't know if this was – I mean, there wasn't a ton of options. Put it this way. Of the options available for veteran coaches without Q being back in the mix, they got the best guy, I think. But I wonder if maybe a new age coach would have to been their, good to for the young sense. guys. To you their know what I mean? Going to Ottawa. The two Ottawa's getting – well, because here's the here's the thing with the Rangers. The Rangers need they need production from Lafreniere and Kako to get them to get them over the hop of the hump here. Mm-hmm. A younger coach may be able to connect a little bit more and get them going, put them in positions more. I mean, Lavi's going to come in here and he's a veteran guy, and I don't know if those two players' games are to the point defensively where he's going to put them in prime spots. And that's no knock to Lavi. That's what he knows. That's what he does. So I, I don't know. I'm 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 intrigued to see what happens with it. Patrick a couple other Waugh. things happen. Oh Patrick God, Waugh. What'd you say? Have you seen that about Patrick Waugh? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't. I didn't think that that was going to be a thing though. Uh, the only no. reason I think that this was a conversation because of the relationship with Drury and and, and Patty Waugh. But what were you talking about? Something else, or just the fact that he was rumored to go there to Ottawa? Yeah, that's all I saw. Oh, to Ottawa. To he, was in, yeah. he, was rumored, he was rumored to be going to the Rangers. I had heard New York. I haven't heard Oh, I didn't Ottawa see yet. that. Yeah. No, I've seen, yeah. a lot so of, he, I've seen a lot of Ottawa the last couple of days here since the sell. Yeah, it'll be uh, – <laughs> I saw – Get him behind the bench, man. The guy's an electric factory. I love it. There's that uh, other tweet because I, I have a hard time knowing who – I have various threads, okay? So my apologies to the people like – you don't oh, good. know you're a popular guy. We get it. Various threads of where this is coming in from, but I I received a thread or a message <laughs> that showed uh, what uh, the what was it basically the Ottawa the, the the two sides like Ottawa almost had and it showed Snoop Snoop smoking and it showed uh, uh, the guy they got who's you know minority owner of the Montreal Canadiens and they're like <laughs> this is what 
this is what they could have had and what they got. And yeah, he's like sitting in the basement with his daughter or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Like, yeah. Got the Montreal tarp on. <laughs> but it, was just, it was just funny though. Like this went from like every celebrity stepping up one of the pieces out of a centers to all of a sudden you're getting a Montreal Canadian minor, minority owner. Uh, I'm happy for Sens fans. I hope they get like some stability there. And and I don't know much about this guy off the look. I don't know how deep his pockets are. We know Eugene Melnick for years operated on a bit of a budget. I was happy for the them and the league in general to get interest from guys like Ryan Reynolds and Snoop. And I kind of wish some of those had worked out just because it it elevates the league, right? It puts the league on the map a little bit more and it has a few more eyeballs on it. But, you know, whatever. As long as the Sens become what they should become with the stable ownership, they're trending up the right way. Uh, that's all well and good. So happy for them. I know what it's like to go through an ownership situation as a fan of a team. It's not great. So uh, happy for them for figuring that out. We see Craig Conroy get the gig uh, as the GM up there in Calgary. We Where's see that coach. Yeah, he was he was assistant, right? What yeah. do we think of that, Rupper? Wait, wait, wait. What did you say? You said Conroy. Oh, yeah, assistant. No, 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 wait. Conroy was not. He was the assistant prior. He was assistant GM, not uh, just before this, and it gets elevated, right? And then they yeah. had they had Ryan Huska. Yeah, they made their coaching hire. Coach that they brought up. So they basically just elevated guys within. But yeah, yeah. I then, mean, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say it's. I don't. I. I. I never know which way that's gonna go. Like you're part of the old regime. Is that a, much of a change? I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it, not like it went well fucking last year. Yeah. I would have so fucking mixed it up a little bit. Craig. Then we see the Flyers bring in Patrick Sharp. And I forget uh-huh. exactly what his title was, a special advisor or something. But he's going to be working in the front office with Keith Jones and with Danny Briere there. Uh, then you see the Penguins that came out with that this morning. They're bringing in Jason Spezza, which was one of the worst kept secrets, to be the assistant GM. <laughs> Uh, to uh, the no GM they currently have. But I think Kyle Dubas is just going to do that GM job as the president of Hockey Ops. That's my opinion. That's what I think is going to happen. Uh, and I think he'll just bring in a couple assistant GMs to help with the duties there. Um, and then I'm trying to think. I don't know if I, I'm missing anything. I think that was all the the news in terms of like front office things we've seen the past couple of days. Uh, we talked about Mike Babcock last week with Biz. Uh, that is quite a surprising move by the Blue Jackets, but yeah, uh, could pay I mean, off. We're not state. we're not far from free agency frenzy on fucking Canada Day, July first. To be honest, close. It's just it's just around the corner, boys. This one, this this finals for finals that only and, and it wasn't affected by COVID or anything. For finals that only went five games, like yeah, June today's the fourteenth, right? So June thirteenth it ends. That seems very late, doesn't it? Or no, is that normal? I'm trying to remember when this ends. It, seems like uh, it may be a little late. It's usually around the first week of June. So maybe. But like I said, that goal for Martinez, that was nine years ago to the exact day. So, yeah. no, that's a good point. Yeah. Maybe I'm just. It's definitely yeah, crept later in the June than it used to be. It used yeah. to be very early in June it would end. And then over the years, it's gone a little bit further and further. Uh, so. I don't know, but it seems like this year, this next year, finally everything will be back into a normal mode after all the COVID craziness the past couple of years. It feels like this next year they will finally be on their standardized normal scheduling. 
So we know who do you, who do you, who do you, who do you think's the favorite to win the cup next year? Top of your head. I'm, I'm always a sucker for the team that just won. And th- we just said, they're not really losing anybody. So I, no. I, I we got yeah, them. Yeah. Um, Colorado. I, I think Colorado, I think Colorado is going to rebound in a big way, but I, it's, we, we don't know about, you know, what Landeskog's out. So do you want, do you want to know who's second to win the cup next year? Explain this one to me. Who? Oh wait, is this already out? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I thought you were just asking my opinion. No, who? No, no, no. Who do you think? Who... Dallas. Fucking Maple Leafs, dude. Number two. What? Uh, Colorado plus eight hundred. Oilers and Leafs plus eleven hundred. Vegas is plus thirteen hundred. Bruins plus thirteen hundred. I mean, when you look at the East. Guino's Toronto's plus going th- to be one Guino's of the Guino's at plus 3,500 if you'd like hey, to throw isn't it down. Funny, isn't it funny how it was all year? Like all year, I said it. I think everybody said it. The big dogs are in the East. Mm-hmm. The West is not there, dude. The West isn't there. And there was a couple sleepers. We talked about Dallas. Um, I, I think some other people were higher in Vegas than probably I was. But I was like, there's not really – I always thought Colorado was that only team in the West that can compete with the big dogs of the East if they were healthy. We got a West winner. Like it's Vegas, Vegas it's might have been playing possum all year, to be well, honest. Maybe. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it, dude. I watched that team all year. Yeah. For the, no, what it's, a fucking run, man. It's true. Hey, the one thing we didn't touch on that we maybe want to touch on real quick just to give the updates, uh, I, I don't believe we did. Remember, like all the the releases for next year, we we knew next year's All Star Games in in Toronto. Uh, Winter Classic is in. Oh my gosh, I'm going blank. Where's Winter Classic? Do you remember this? It's in New Jersey. No, that's state. So stadium. Let's go to Stadium Series. Stadium Series is uh, on Saturday, Sunday, back to back days, and I think it's like on whatever day it's one of the days it's uh devils versus flyers at metlife mm-hmm. and the next day it's uh or whatever order and then it's uh rangers islanders so i think that's gonna be really cool man giant stadium or metlife stadium to have that uh i don't even know how many seats are in that place but they, these things always sell out right going all the way to the big house in in michigan that had a hundred and eight thousand or hundred seven thousand sold out there so um that's cool. And then uh, why am I going blank on this winter class? It's uh, the Vegas Gold Knights and Seattle Kraken, isn't it? That's right. It's up in Seattle. So, really? Um, yeah. Where at? Uh, does it say there? T-Mobile Park in oh, Seattle. Oh, it's at fucking Safeco. That'll be electric, man. Yeah. That's an so awesome stadium. You go throw the fish, Rupper. Yeah, yeah. yeah you got to throw some fish. Go down to market, market Pike Place Market, Rupert. Throw hey, so, so the um, contrary to me not remembering where the fuck the game was at, I'm really excited for all the releases of these new spots. Like they're just good. They're good. They're like nice. They're they're cool new kind of feels. I guess you know it's not the traditional you know Chicago Blackhawks or in uh, Winter Classic or the Boston Bruins or whatever. So it's I, I like those uh, those events. I think it's gonna be. A good year of those special events, you know? Yeah, and I'll tell you what, if uh Connor Bedard lights it up in his rookie year like everyone thinks he will, would not be surprised to see Chicago in an outdoor game next year. Hey, so we uh we interviewed him and uh pretty thick dude. 
like a lot of times we heard Sidney Crosby comparisons as far as his lower body. His lower body is not like Sid's, I think, at that age, but not that far off. Like he's a pretty like he's very Solid, thick. Yeah, he's like um he's like the modern day hockey player where if you saw him in street clothes, you'd kind of be like, oh, it just looks like a normal kid, but he's like pretty. He's pretty solid, like pretty thick, you know. Oh, yeah. You know, he just his upper body is is a lot stronger than I thought it was. So this kid's gonna be, uh, you know, and then there Will Smith, who I think is projected to go fourth overall. Uh, he's a uh, center uh, centerman, I think, a forward. Um, he's projected at fourth to maybe San Jose. This kid shook my hand. He he looks like a kid, like a teenage kid. He is a teenage kid. But he looks very young, right? Shook, shook my hand and like solid handshake, dude. I'm you old got some big mitts, man. Dude, solid handshake. I shook his hand. I turned to Johnny and I go, how about that handshake? And Johnny said the same thing. So the old school <laughs> handshakes prevail again. Like I'm like, oh, draft this kid. Solid handshake. That's all know? the scouting rupper needed. Yeah. <laughs> Let me shake his hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure, boys, man. as Sick. we uh, always plays. <laughs> as we get close to the end here and uh wrap it up, I think uh it's been an incredible season. Rupper, you've knocked it out of the park in terms of booking for us this year. You've got a, a lot of great guests, a lot of magical conversation with people uh that we never thought we'd get a chance to talk to. Um Gumpy. What can I say about you, man? You're always holding it down. You're always got your live bets were magical again this year. You always came through with the score updates and you always had asked phenomenal questions. You didn't ask a ton of questions, but you asked the right questions and you always got some good scoops out of people. Uh, I love you, brother. Um, boys, any final thoughts on the season uh, as we look forward into the offseason, into free agency, into the draft and into next year? Rupper, I will start with you. Final thoughts? I mean, uh, oh, geez, man. John I don't know. on the spot. Hey, the, game's grow- the game's growing. The game yeah, is growing. No, I, I, think, I really I think do it, feel it, man. I really do. You know what I liked about this year's playoffs, too, is the game is still moving in that direction of skill, mm-hmm. and yep. that's never going to change. But we saw some meanness in the playoffs again this year. Oh, yeah. Yes. I love that. And the big D cores are what gets you to the finals and where you have success. And I think what we learned is um, even even look at the final four teams. There's the grind game still lives. You got to be able to grind this shit out, and we got to see that. So um, you know that's that's one thing that uh, that stuck with me, man. I thought that this this is like a little bit of a throwback season in some regards, and uh, I like seeing both. I want to see high skill. But I want to see some rock'em sock'em along the way too. Uh, well said, and I think we're in the perfect age for that, where we're seeing the great blend of the two. Where, like, I don't remember this year being outright goonery or like dangerous no. plays, or you know, a lot of times suspensions and big hits, the wrong kind of hits, kind of take the publicity away and kind of garner a firestorm up on the internet. I don't remember that happening as much this year. I think it was more about the skill, uh, definitely still physical, definitely still strong play, you know, some big hits, but it wasn't like the dirty. It wasn't the cheap. It wasn't, we weren't talking about suspensions all year. We were talking about good, clean hits and you got to love to see that. So yeah, excited for that to keep going. Uh, excited for some of these non-traditional hockey markets. 
getting success, Florida, Vegas, Seattle. And as bummed as I am for Pittsburgh, and you know, they missed the playoffs this year. It was nice to see some other teams finally there was, get yeah. a little bit of shine put on them. And it wasn't, as you mentioned, kind of with the Warner Classic thing, it wasn't the same story all year with like the Penguins, the Blackhawks, you know, going back for years like the Red Wings. Like we saw some new blood, we saw some new life. Dallas, Dallas got a lot of shine this season, and that's good to see. So uh, I hope I kind of hope that trend continues a little bit too. I hope we yeah, get to see more sure. of the Carolinas. I hope we get to see hope Anaheim figures it out a little bit. I hope we get to see some more of them. So, you know, like I, I, I love that shit. I, I truly am a fan of the I it's always Penguins first. It's always Pens first. But I do love the league and I love I love watching this shit. We gotta grow. see like, some other we gotta see some other squads and some other markets. And I think it just it just shows that the, the league's heading in the right direction, right? Good strong markets and good strong teams and that's what we want to see. Absolutely. You know, let's get this uh Arizona thing figured out. Get that. We forgot to mention Shane Doan. Shane Doan going up to Toronto uh, is a little bit of a front office shakeup there. Uh, and a lot of people saying that's the maybe help keep Austin Matthews around in Toronto, which is not a bad idea if you're uh, Brendan Shanahan and the way things are cooking up there. So, uh, boys, I appreciate all you, and especially to everyone who in the chat who rocked yes, with us all season guys. long. Thank you, everybody. Joining us every Wednesday night, uh, having a couple drinks with us bullshitting with your buddies or you know listening to us stooges uh can't thank you guys enough shout out to all the boys in the office who jumped on the show throughout the season and uh like i mentioned earlier rapper all the guests you got like some of the some of the friends of the show weeksy uh and you know he came through for us a couple times when we had some people bail on us hey we got uh we got barry coming on next year melrose yeah, barry. So we'll finally get barry melrose we will nail him down next season before midnight next year <laughs> <laughs> so he might off. still be he might still be waiting to come on <laughs> <laughs> shout out to the vegas golden knights and their fans shout out to you guys in the chat uh we appreciate the hell out of everybody and that's hockey talk